Good morning, everybody. It's your boy, Pat. This is the Iron Crypto Man podcast show. And um, yeah, it's Tuesday morning. I hope everybody had a wonderful Fourth of July. Spent good time with family and friends. And uh, let's go ahead and get into this market today. So for Bitcoin, uh, we have today's price of $19,604. It has a market cap of $372 billion today. Uh, it hasn't really been doing too much the past couple days. Uh, it's been swing trading from about eighteen to 19000 So obviously, that is a great investment opportunity. Next up, we have Ethereum sitting at 1116 uh, In the past 24 hours, it is down 57%. Uh, total market cap on Ethereum today is $134 billion. Obviously, a great buying opportunity. Uh, next up, we have XRP. XRP is trading at $0.32 cent currently right now. It has a market cap of... Yeah, XRP market cap is just uh, $1.04 billion, so shy over $1 billion. Uh, still a great buying opportunity. Uh, if you guys need any help as far as which platform to purchase XRP, uh, please feel free to contact me, leave a comment, and I can send you that information. Next up, we have Cardano, uh, ranked at number eight. It's still in the top 10 uh, cryptocurrencies. Uh, it's selling for 45 cent right now, and its market cap is less than a billion. We're sitting at $822 million. I'm sorry, uh, we're sitting at $15 billion, correction, $15 billion. Uh, yeah, still of a deal. Uh, me personally, for Cardano, anything uh, under $2 is obviously a, a, a great investment. So, you know, um, if you can, you know, probably put in uh, anywhere from $20 to $50 a month, uh, I think that's, that's, that's a great investment, Cardano. Um, coming in at the ninth, uh, ranked cryptocurrency, which is one of my all-time favorites, is Solana. Okay, Solana is trading at thirty-four dollars and thirteen cent. It's been down two and a half percent in the past twenty-four hours. It has a market cap of eleven point six billion. Obviously, a great buying opportunity. Solana had an all-time high of, I believe, around two hundred and sixty dollars. So, if you can pick up Solana under forty dollars, anything under forty dollars, still of a deal great investment opportunity you'll more than double your money by next year okay all right next up dogecoin everybody's favorite meme coin you can't forget about dogecoin ranked at number 10 still hanging in there we're trading at six cent right now okay we're trading at six cent obviously um last year you know when dogecoin had a crazy bull run everybody was buying in right everybody was buying in at 20 cent 30 cent 40 cent 50 cent I mean, people were even buying at 60 cent. Okay, it reached about 76 cent, and then yes, it tanked. So, as of today, um, July 5th, we're seeing a Dogecoin at six cent. Obviously, a great, great buying opportunity. And um, hopefully, this week, I'm actually going to go over some more news on Dogecoin. So, if you guys would like for me to cover the infamous elon musk meme coin please let me know please let me know i can cover dogecoin in full detail as far as the projects they're working on uh, with spacex elon musk i can i can definitely give you guys that information okay all right so let's keep the show going on all right uh, 
Coming in as your 13th uh, ranked cryptocurrency is obviously one of your guys' favorite, one of my guy, one of my favorites, Polkadot. Okay, please, 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 if you guys can invest in the Polkadot, it's a great altcoin. Uh, it's trading at six dollars and eighty-three cent currently right now, down three point seven percent. It has a market cap of six point six three. Great, great, great buying opportunity. Okay, we're gonna go over one more cryptocurrency today, then we're gonna go over the news article. I have a really, really good article that I want to share with you guys. Okay, so the last cryptocurrency we're gonna go over today, one of my favorite, of course, is Polygon. Great buying opportunity. Phenomenal functionality with this project here. And um, you can pick up Polygon right now for 50 cent. Wow, incredible, okay? Uh, just a few months ago, guys, we were seeing Polygon close to $3, okay? Close to $3, and we haven't even seen the bull run of Polygon. There is so much potential here. Obviously a great buying opportunity. And surprisingly, out of all the cryptocurrencies, Polygon is actually up in the green in the past 24, uh, past 24 hours. And it is up 5.41%. So obviously a great buying opportunity. And its market cap is shy under 3 billion, sitting at 3.9 billion, okay? All right, so today, uh, we're going to go over a little bit about a recession for you guys who don't know what a recession, um, please, um, you know, buckle up, kick back, relax, you know, get you some tea, coffee, uh, whatever you prefer to drink. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go over this. So the official recession definition during a recession, the economy struggles, people lose work, companies make fewer sales and the country's overall economic output declines. The point where the economy officially falls into a recession depends on a variety of factors. Okay, let's go ahead and go over a little bit of history for you guys. In 1974, economist Julius Shiskin came up with a few rules of thumb to define a recession. The most popular was two consecutive quarters of declining GDP. A healthy economy expands over time, so two quarters in a row of contracting output suggests that there are serious underlying problems, according to Shishkin. This definition of a recession became a common standard over the next years. All right. So the National Bureau of Economic Research is generally recognized as the authority that defines the starting and ending dates of the U.S. recession. The National Bureau of Economic Research has its own definition of what constitutes a recession, namely a significant decline in economic activity spread across the economy, lasting more than a few months, normally visible in real GDP, real income, income, employment, industrial production, and wholesale retail sales. The National Bureau of Economic Research definition is more flexible than Shinsuke's rule for determining what is an, a recession. Okay, now what causes a recession? There's more than one way for a recession to get started from a sudden economic shock to fall out from uncontrollable inflation. A sudden economic shock is an economic shock and a surprising problem that creates serious financial damage. In the 1970s, OPEC cut off the supply of oil to the U.S. without warning, causing a recession, not to mention the endless lines at gas stations. OK, this was going on in the 1970s. And obviously, a lot of people compare this recession to the 1970s because uh, obviously there has been a cutoff in oil supply to the U.S., as we all know, is going on in Russia right now. 
And uh, that's just one of the causes in um, that can create a recession. So let me go ahead and continue. Uh, excessive debt. All right. We're Americans. OK, uh, I think I talked about this in my very first episode. We like to shine. We like to look nice. We always like to compare ourselves to the next person, which is a very unhealthy trait. Um, and yeah, you know, all this excessive uh, spending on money that we don't have. OK, it's one thing to be buying liabilities uh, with your physical cash that you work for. It's another thing when you're buying liabilities on borrowed money, which is a huge concern in America. OK, um, actually, at the end of this um, segment, I'm actually going to give you guys some numbers as to how much we are currently in debt. So I will have the number for you and your family, even your unborn children, how much they currently owe to the government. Yes, your unborn children have uh, an excessive amount of debt to pay off before they're even more. So let's go ahead and continue. Right. So so far, what causes uh, what causes a recession? We have a, a sudden economic shock such as uh, oil supply cut off. We have excessive debt. And we have asset bubbles, okay? Asset bubbles. When investing decisions are driven by emotion, not logic, but emotion, bad economic outcomes aren't far behind. Investors can become too optimistic during a strong economy. Obviously, we saw that last year, okay? Um, when the government issued out stimulus checks, what happened? Well, that overinflated the economy. When the economy was overinflated, that drove the prices of goods and that drove the prices of the housing market. And uh, yeah, you know, the, these are assets that are that are bound to, to have a bubble burst. OK, so former Fed chair Alan Greenspan famously referred to this tendency as irrational exurbance. OK, in describing the outsized gains in the stock market in the late 1990s, irrational exurbance inflation shock markets or real estate bubbles and when the bubble pops panic selling can crash the market causing a recession okay so so far we have an economic a sudden economic shock excessive debt asset bubbles and next we have too much inflation okay inflation is the steady upward trend in prices over time inflation isn't necessarily a bad thing per se but excessive inflation is when things uh, uh, become a dangerous phenomenon, okay? Central banks control inflation by raising interest rates and higher interest rates depress economic activity. So what do higher interest rates mean for you, your neighbors, friends, brothers, sisters, aunts, cousins, aunties, uncles? Uh, that just means whenever you go to the bank and if you wanna take out a personal loan, let's say to start up your business, you know, to get that new car that you've always been wanting, that new car that you've always been working for, or if you're ready to get a house, which uh, I can also make another segment as far as the housing market goes. But um, yeah, you know, that it. whenever there's too much inflation, uh, it just becomes harder for you and the rest of people to borrow money because interest rates are going to increase. Higher interest rates means it's going to cost you more money to borrow money, essentially. Okay, so let's keep going. Uh, let's keep reading here. So 
too much deflation, all right? Too much deflation while a runaway inflation can create a recession. Deflation can be even worse. Deflation is when prices decline over time, which causes wages to contract, which further depresses prices. When a deflationary feedback loops gets out of hand, people and business stop spending, which undermines the economy, okay? So if businesses stop spending, that means... Um, CEOs are going to, um, you know, start firing and, you know, um, you know, removing employees as much as possible to keep the company afloat. Okay, so uh, for you guys, including myself who work for a company, uh, don't ever follow, don't ever fall under the impression that a job is guaranteed. Okay, Uh, once the money starts to shrink up with these companies, uh, that uh, that chopping block (laughs) is bound to happen. Okay, no job is guaranteed in a recession. Uh, no job is even guaranteed during a market boom. So just keep that in mind. Obviously, this is why I have this podcast so you guys can invest, save up and obviously, you know, um, start your own businesses if possible. You know, uh, if you obviously if you're an entrepreneur, that is obviously the best way to combat a recession. Um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and keep going on here. So. Uh, I'll reiterate just to keep up if you guys are just chiming into this episode here. So what causes a recession? We have a sudden economic shock, excessive debt, asset bubbles, too much inflation, too much deflation. And last but not least, technological change. Okay, new inventions uh, increase productivity and help the economy over the long term. But there can always be a short term period of adjustments to technological breakthroughs. In the 19th century, there were waves of labor-saving technology improvements. The Industrial Revolution made entire professions obsolete, sparking recessions, hard times. Today, some economics worry that AI and robots could cause recessions by eliminating whole categories of jobs. So that last one um, is very interesting to me. Um, obviously, you know, we're, we're moving to a more automated world and a more automated world means employers can save more money. Right. So think about your your, you know, your local McDonald's. OK, so um, I don't know about the uh, wage salaries in other states, but I do know if you live in Seattle, Washington, I believe the minimum wage is about 15, 16 dollars. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, yeah, so if you're an employer at McDonald's and if you need to hire somebody to work the fry machine, work the grill, register, right, uh, company's going to have to pay, obviously, those employers, um, you know, an hourly wage, right? But uh, with technological change, if that company can buy, let's say, an AI robot for about $30,000 that can stay on the fry machine, uh, you know, and that's obviously a no-brainer, Right. Uh, the robot isn't going to have, you know, it, it's not going to call out on you. It's not going to be sick. It's not going to be late. You know, um, they don't need to take breaks. So obviously that that's going to be a huge, huge adjustment um, to the workforce. So, um, yeah, uh, thank you guys for chiming in with me here. Uh, we went over some uh, great information today. I gave you guys a list of my top favorite cryptocurrencies. I hope you guys are investing well. I hope you guys are investing um, intelligently. And um, yeah, I hope you guys have a great rest of your Tuesday. Hopefully tomorrow 
we're going to go over the stock market. So um, please feel free uh, if you guys are interested in any fields such as technology, uh, aerospace, the food industry. Yeah, we're going to be going over um, all aspects of the market. So um, thank you guys. Have a great rest of your Tuesday and um, peace.